Thanks, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. Linda is away this week, and she'll return next week. Well, today, keeping your head above water, both literally and figuratively. The recent January thaw caused flooding in many homes. Insurance companies and restoration firms are busy fielding calls. What should you know about your coverage and what's involved in restoration after flooding? And as January moves along and the bills from December spending arrive, some might find themselves in a sea of debt. This morning, we're joined by Murray Scholdice, a partner with A. Farber and Partners, Inc., to talk about managing debt and signs that you may need help. Murray, welcome to Ask BBB. Thank you, Jim. Good to be here. We've seen a lot of statistics uh, that tell us Canadians are carrying the most consumer debt of any developed nation. So we likely all have some debt uh, out there. That's just part of life. But, Murray, what are, what are some of the signs that we have a debt problem? I would say, you know, likely the best test that a person could take would be to look back a year or maybe two and look at how much debt they had at that point in time. Exclude things like your mortgage, especially if you have bought a house or bought a new car or something to that effect. Exclude those types of debts, but just look at their unsecured credit cards, lines of credit. What was their debt? a year or two ago and compare it to today. And if it's a bigger number and you haven't got anything really to show for it, then you likely have a problem. You're spending a bit more than you have coming in and you're using your credit cards and lines of credit to cover that shortfall. Uh, are there some uh, people who are more vulnerable to debt, like students or seniors or uh, any category that's more vulnerable? Yeah, I, I think we're all vulnerable uh, to a degree, primarily that we're susceptible to wanting things rather than in, in, in rationalizing that they're a need. Uh, there are certainly some demographics and certainly people that are going through a change, uh, people that are moving from the working world into retirement, uh, unfortunately, are, are an area that we didn't see problems with in the past, meaning 10 plus years ago, but there's more and more problems at that age. Uh, as well as you can look at likely every age group, students uh, with student loans and, and incurring obligations that they're going to have, hoping that they get work. There's young families, uh, even young couples when they're buying a home and the, the bank will approve a mortgage at X dollars and they go out and spend every dollar of it and they, they basically are over committing and become house poor. There's you know young families and there's uh, always – expenses that that seem to rise. Uh, I used to think when my kids would be out of diapers that costs would go down, but as my kids are now in their teenage years, that's not true. Uh, really focused on, you know, what's, uh, what's the cost of post-secondary education these days. So there's always expenses, uh, and life always happens at every age. And what I mean by that is there's things come up that you just can't plan for, and, and uh, and it's easy to use debt. Debt's pretty easy to, to come by these days. And uh, it's easy to fall into that trap of, well, we'll just put it on the credit card and we'll we'll deal with it next month. And next month, you know, there's something else that gets put on the credit card. What are some of the signs with those credit cards then that uh, you're into a situation where you probably want to get some help? Um, and, and I'm hesitating a little bit just because... You know, you probably get some help 
sometimes that should be self-help. That sometimes that's that your own limiting behavior saying, okay, we need to start budgeting. We need to think three months down the road, six months down the road, a year down the road, and, and start looking at the major expenditures and start focusing on saving. So that, that could be the thing that, that is the thing that you have that one or two credit cards that you go, geez, how did this, this bill get to be this big? Those are the types of things that you should start taking a look at and how do we control that? And there's lots of good money management books and that could be a basic form of, of help that, that you could get. Uh, if it starts getting to the point where you're looking at um, you know, having to apply for another line of credit or an increased mm, line of credit, that's, what, whether, yeah. that's definitely one. Uh, when you look to your house equity for refinancing, either with a second mortgage or refinancing your first mortgage to be able to pull money out of your house equity and pay down your, your credit cards. That's certainly something that you really do have to look at. Other things are things like if you put money into RRSPs, but you're deciding that you have to take some money out of those RSPs, or it might be a tax-free savings account, or it might even be your uh, RESPs that you're setting up for your kid's education. If you're having to turn to those kind of sources, which are meant to be money for way down the road or for specific expenditures, if you're having to pull that money out to start focusing on and paying down some debt, those are the things to be to be quite concerned about. Uh, certainly one that, that pops up more and more these days is what I would call instant money. It's the uh, the check cashing places and the payday loans, the short-term lending uh, to get from, you know, just to get to your next paycheck and beyond, exceptionally costly ways of, of obtaining some credit to be able to, to get from one point of time to the, to another, uh, but definitely a huge warning signal if you're getting into that, that scenario. Um, you know, a lot of it gets into like things like just being able to say no to yourself, no to uh, you know, the, the latest uh, decision around, say, a family vacation or uh, some costly thing that, that all the other folks in the neighborhood are doing or the, your, your, your kids' friends are doing. And it's tough to say no to, to some of those things, but sometimes it's necessary to say no to that. And even your own wants and desires, you know, what I call shiny stuff. So it's that you're rather than going out and buying the newest car with all the options, you might have to make some compromises and you might have to make a decision to say, no, we need, we could do that, but let's not save that 10 grand or whatever it is, shop around a little bit more, maybe uh, pay something, buy something with cash rather than financing a more expensive item. It's, it's, uh, it's tough to limit ourselves sometimes. So if people listening now have uh, heard a number of those warning signs and they realize that they uh, need to call out for help... Uh, there are solutions to some of this, and that's what uh, A. Farber and Partners do, isn't it? Yes, yeah, that we, that's who we meet with all the time. There are people that are kind of on the edge of, of how, what am I going to do next? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to make it, uh, or, gee, I just don't know, because it really is uh, something that you get really lost with. It's, it's, uh, it's tough to come up with a solution. It's very stressful. Well, let's take a break right now, and when we come back, let's look at what some of those solutions might be. Our guest is Mary Scholdice. Mary Scholdice, a partner with A. Fiber and Partners, a BBB-accredited business with an A-plus rating. And when we return, solutions to debt.
Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan, and our guest this morning is Murray Schuldice, who is a partner with A. Fiber & Partners, a BBB-accredited business with an A-plus rating. And, Murray, we were talking before the break about how people get into debt. Now we want to talk about some of those debt solutions that are available to people. Is there a threshold amount of debt that people need to have before they call a company like A. Fiber? No, there really isn't, and that it's totally tailored to the individual and, and their ability to pay. Uh, we have people that have you know debt levels, unsecured debt levels in the ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollar range that need to do a proposal to their to their creditors to to solve that problem. Just because their 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 incomes basically enough to cover their living expenses and not a lot more, and they they really are focusing on trying to to get back on their feet again when they've just been on this plan of using credit to pay the next bid, and they end up in some really high interest rate debts that they just can't cover. So it's kind of like uh, the cars are stuck in the snow, the wheels are spinning, uh, but they're getting nowhere. Exactly. Uh, so you come along and give them a push. A push. W- what is a consumer proposal? How does that work? So a consumer proposal for someone that that uh, you know has made every effort that they can and in, in to try to solve debts through their own budgeting and planning, or they just get to the point where they realize that hey, they just don't have enough each month after they pay their living expenses to pay their interest on their debt. And something like a consumer proposal really works well. And a consumer proposal is a person making an offer to their creditors, <clears throat> excuse me, to um, to pay them something, to pay based on what they can afford to pay rather than what they owe. Um, you know, so I, to give you an example, say someone that had thirty thousand dollars worth of debt, but their income is fairly limited, they may be offering to pay their creditors. Twelve thousand or fifteen thousand dollars over a period of time, usually five years. So fairly reasonable, small monthly payments that are often a lot less than the interest that would be accumulating on that thirty thousand dollars worth of debt. So it, it's a great process because people are allowed to maintain some of their own personal pride. They're making an offer to their creditors. The creditors have a, have the right to say yes or no to that offer. There's sometimes some negotiations in that process, but ultimately there's an agreement. It's a legal contract basically binding by, by law on all the creditors. And as long as that person makes the payments and pays that total over a period of time, they are released and discharged from those from those debts. Do all the creditors have to be involved in that negotiation? The, with the exception of secured creditors, so your mortgage on your house and your loan against your car, those are separate debts that, that are not part of that process. Uh, but any other debts, yes, all unsecured credit cards, you can't pick and choose which debts you would have involved. So it would be everyone uh, that are involved with it. And does a company like yours do the negotiation with those creditors? Yes, that's that's part of the process. There's a reporting that goes out to the creditors. Uh, the creditors file claims with us. Uh, if they have any concerns or questions, we review those and we deal with all of that. What's the difference then between a consumer proposal and declaring bankruptcy? So, uh, you know, bankruptcy is a person simply assigning whatever assets they have to the trustee. Now, there's some assets that are protected and and people can file bankruptcy and still keep their house or their car and things of that nature uh, if they're financed. But, you know, there's much more control in the consumer proposal process. All the negotiations are done in the first month or two after the process is filed, whereas with a bankruptcy, there there are certain obligations the debtor has to go through. A minimum length of time is nine months that you'd be in bankruptcy. And we're assessing and monitoring income during that time frame. And and it's a more um, 
legally driven process, I suppose, would be the one way to to look at it. The 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 benefit with the consumer proposal is back to that pride factor that the person's making an offer, the creditors are accepting it, and that that you know feels positive to the people that are filing. The change has been pretty dramatic in our industry over the last likely ten years, where. 10 years, 15 years ago, the majority of our files, uh, likely upwards of 80%, would be bankruptcies and 20% would be consumer proposals, whereas today it's com- almost completely reversed. Uh, we do a majority of consumer proposals versus bankruptcies. Is that part of the initial consultation is is assessing which way it's going to go? Yeah, absolutely. And we, we also are obligated as licensed insolvency trustees to look at other options as well. So often when someone comes into their comes into our office and we review their circumstances, we may be referring them to a mortgage broker or giving them some advice around credit counseling and things of that nature to say, hey, you don't really need our process. You're not in that drastic a situation. Uh, you need to do this and this and, and send them out and hopefully get them on the right track so that they can avoid these processes because these are not things that people want to do. These are things that people have to do. So I take it that uh, we often come to you with some misunderstandings of, of what's required and of the things that are available to us than myths and misunderstandings? Absolutely. It's a area where there's as many myths as, as there are facts or like be more. People are really stressed. They're not thinking clearly. Often, if it's a marriage situation, it causes a lot of stress and, and rifts between spouses, and hopefully we can get them back talking again and, and, and working in the same direction because it's a real challenge uh, for, for families to, to try to solve these kind of problems. And there's a lot of misinformation or things that, well, my brother-in-law did this, and, and, and whether that was really great or really bad is, can really influence things. But every situation is a little bit different, and you really need to, need to do look at your own set of facts and get some advice from a professional. Do people wait too long? Is there a stigma around debt management and coming to you? I think uh, yes, absolutely. There used I used to use the analogy of it's like driving around lost and not bothering to stop task for directions <laughs> and you just get more lost. That's kind of gone by the wayside with smartphones and nav apps and stuff like that. But certainly the the truth is you, you just keep trying to do the right thing, best of intentions, but they keep making the same mistakes and, and keep slipping farther into debt. And, and often, yes, there may have been something they could have done a year or two ago so that they could have avoided a bankruptcy or, or a proposal. Murray, thanks very much for being our guest this morning and bringing this information to us on debt and handling debt. Thank you, Jim. It's been my pleasure. Our guest has been Murray Schuldice, a partner with A. Fiber & Partners, Inc., a BBB-accredited business with an A-plus rating. And when we return, water worries and what to do when flooding happens. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. Well, the midweek's January thaw created the potential for flooding and water damage through ice dam backups on roofs. We welcome Chris Cragen, who is General Manager of Windmire, to Ask BBB. Good morning, Chris. Thank you for having me. Chris, explain to our listeners just what an ice dam is and, and the ways that it can cause damage to our homes. Well, uh, simply, it's it needs three things to occur. Snow, obviously, heat, and cold. Uh, what happens is the snow builds up on your roof. If, you, if your house isn't insulated properly or sealed properly, the heat escapes from your house, the living space, into your attic area, and then the space between your roof deck and the shingles where the snow meets your roof, that snow begins to melt. As that snow, as that water begins to make its way to the eaves troughs, it hits an area of freezing cold, generally that soffit fascia eaves trough area, and that's where it freezes, creating what we call the ice dam. And then the water backs up? 
the water essentially backs up behind that dam or that wall of ice and it, it pools and then that water essentially finds its way through uh, the nail holes for your shingles, the uh, cracks in your plywood or the seams in your plywood and whatnot. And then that it essentially seeps into your home and into your walls and ceilings. Is it something that we would see immediately or, or is it something that uh, will take some time for us to notice? What are the signs? Uh, this uh, Well, from the exterior of your home, uh, a sign would be obviously the icicles hanging down and actually physically seeing the ice build up around the eaves troughs on your home. Um, the damage sometimes on the inside of the house is less obvious. It takes a while. It needs to make its way through the insulation. Um, sometimes it has to find a way through the vapor barrier in order to, you know, for you to visibly see it through your drywall. Um, and you can find the damage anywhere from the top floor of your home, the exterior walls, or you can find the water migrate all the way to the basements and it, it come out uh, from a source in the basement, you know, having traveled through your walls. So it might be a week or two before we actually see it all or? Hours, definitely days sometimes until you actually see the effects, depending on how much water has leaked into your home. Is there something we could do preventatively to to avoid the the, the buildup? Um, well, it, well, there's two parts, I guess, again. Um, the home itself essentially should be well insulated and sealed. That's the... That's the win-win. If you if you you're looking at obviously if it's insulated well, you're saving just on heating bills alone. Let alone any of these sort of troubles that you can find from ice buildup. So that's a win-win if you just insulate your home properly and seal it from uh, the heat escaping into your attic area. Um, and then essentially from the outside of your home, you could use a nice uh, like a snow rake to remove the snow away from the edge of your home, um, essentially allowing the water or the you know the water to travel to the eaves troughs in a way instead of it allowing it to build up and dam. Uh, do companies like Windwire do preventive work like this removing snow or or uh, the kinds of things you've just suggested? We we do. Um, it's obviously not our you know our main staple of work, but mm-hmm. we're we're here to help the homeowner in any capacity. So if if it's uh, some preventative maintenance people want us to do on a on a on a daily basis, no problem. Um, but what we find, if we find ourselves into a high volume situation, you know, we've got to prioritize our, our staff and our efforts to helping people with the floods and not the preventative action. So it depends on when you call us for that uh, that task. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to damage that we have, I, I know you're not into the insurance business, but you have to deal with insurance companies. Uh, how much of this sort of thing is covered by insurance or um, I, I, you know, I don't want to say anything, uh, matter of fact, I guess, with regards to any one policy, but in my experience, I've been around, you know, more than a dozen years in this business and it's generally covered. However, every policy is different. Every insurance company is different. So it's best for the homeowner to, you know, this is their biggest investment, their home in most cases. So they should really know their policy well, contact their broker, their insurance company, know their policy inside and out and find out if a special rider is needed. But in my experience, like I've said, generally it is covered. Once you see the damage, who do you call first, the insurance company or you? Um, or a company like yours? Yeah. As a one-off, if uh, if it wasn't a high-volume time and you can go through the channels, you can call your insurance company or broker, um, let them know the information, and they will uh, provide a uh, you know a preferred contractor that will, that will take care of you. Um, in high volumes, however, and maybe what will come this weekend is uh, if you find you're trying to get through to your insurance company and you can't get a hold of someone, contact your uh, contractor right away. In your policy, it will state that 
it's your responsibility to mitigate the damages and to sort of prevent further damages. So your insurance company wants you to make the call and and proceed with these types of, uh, you know, trying to minimize the damage. Uh, Craig, or Chris rather, what are some of the things we should consider when we're selecting a company when a catastrophe strikes? Well, um, years in business, you know, I think that's uh, always a tried, tested uh, form of any good company is that they've lasted a, a period of time. They're not a fly-by-night crew um, and you want to make sure that they're insured and, and have everything in place uh, they're they're a proper professional company um, so that down the road you don't run into any issues with warranties or or issues with you know the the repairs that they have done and of course we would suggest that uh, people check on the BBB site to see that you're an accredited business and uh, have a, a good rating as well. Thanks very much for being with us, uh, Chris, and, and I hope you don't get too many flooded or get <laughs> flooded with too many calls. That's it. Thanks right. very much. Our guest has been Chris Cragen, who is general manager of Winmar Restoration Services, an accredited business with BBB with an A-plus rating. And that's Ask BBB for this time around. Remember that you can check out BBB.org to look up a business, file a complaint, Write a customer review or report a scam, read tips, and follow us on social media and more. Uh, Until next week, we say thanks to Ashley Castleman, who has produced the program. She is the Op Communications Manager at BBB. And until next time, remember, ask BBB and start with trust.